Yes, this is Love Kingdom United Podcast. And again, I'm here with this wonderful guest of ours, our friend, Rowan and I. And today we'll be going into a very, something a little different today. But first of all, I want Rowan to row something to you by giving an introduction again. Hey, Rowan. Hi, Pastor. Good afternoon, Pastor. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Rohana, and I come from a small city called Mangalore. And I love Jesus, and I want everyone to be able to experience intimate moments with Jesus, just like I do. Thank you, Rohana. That is beautiful. Now, Rohana, we the, not, the last sessions we had were just amazing, and, and um, a lot of people were sending their greetings to you maybe if we have time i'll read a few of those greetings and appreciations and blessings to you but without us uh me spending much time i want you to share about your intimate moments of worship first of all i want you to share with me what point you had a breakthrough of revelation in worship because Jesus spoke about in John's gospel in John's gospel that God seeks for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth so that is a very powerful combination because the truth without the spirit is just letters and spirit without the truth is spiritism and all sort of occultic things. So tell me what's your breaking point and what was your turning point revelation in worship? How did you come to the point where you were able to worship the Lord, Rowana? Yes. Thank you so much for that question, Pastor. Um, yes. So I'll just get right into it. Uh, when I started my journey, uh, with the Lord. I did grow up in a, a mixed family. Like my father is a Hindu, my mother is a Christian. So mm. I did grow up singing hymns and, uh, you know, possibly just hymns like hymns like Jesus loves me, uh, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noon time. Okay. Uh, uh, here I am to worship songs like this. I grew up with, you know, typical Sunday school environment, only in the Sunday school, though, not at home. Sunday but, school is very special. I can tell you the last time I spoke to you, the song yeah. I sang, I told you about it. Yes. <laughs> yes, Ro. Yes. So that was my um my early in my childhood. That was my experience. I did have uh, one particular uh, individual in my life, apart from my mother, who also would introduce moments of worship to us, like, you know, just teach us songs. That was the only thing I knew. But when I got to know the Lord for myself when I was 18, um, 18 years old, I think that was the that was the time I had a lot of time on my hands. Mm. And I used to just go into my room and I did not know what to do. So I would just uh, maybe sing a song that I knew. And I picked up a guitar that, you know, my mother gifted us. And I would, uh, I asked one of my friends to teach me basic chords. And I would just go into my room and I would just play something for Jesus. Like, you know, starting off like that and starting off singing like that. But I did not know what I was expecting out of that. I just knew that I am singing to Jesus at this point. Mm -hmm. And I just, my emotions would overtake me and I would 
you know, uh, that was my only way of releasing uh, any kind of emotional disturbance. So that was my um, first first few times. And then um, when I when I when I did that consistently, I actually started noticing that there is definitely somebody who's actually receiving my worship in the same space as me. How did you notice that? How did you come to know that? Because I knew I was not going just to to an empty space anymore. I knew I was going and someone was waiting for me over there. That expectation was just built up every time. I would, I would just go there and I would know that God is actually waiting for me there. And as soon as I worship him, as soon as I start singing, at, at that point, it was just singing to me. So I, I would just go into the room, I would start singing, and I would just be overwhelmed by the presence of God. And I just had to drop everything and just be there, you know, like stop singing, stop everything, and just be there in the presence of God and enjoy these experiences. But I did not know if it was only me now experiencing these things because nobody spoke about these experiences. <laughs> As this is something this had to be something illegal because no one has spoken to me about it yet. So uh, and then at that point I started seeking a little bit more guidance. Uh, what is this that's happening to me? So I would go to my pastor. At what say, age? Um, this was at 18, 19. So I'd go to my pastor and I'd say, um, you know what, Pastor? <laughs> I I think I think God is talking to me. <laughs> So my pastor be like, yes, you're right. You know, there's nothing new. You need to keep doing it. Praise so, God. yes, that was the that was uh, the leading I got there. And uh, at a point in time, um, I saw myself actually being healed of trauma from the past with no counseling. It would just be me and Jesus just worshipping him and Yes. Yes. In it his would... presence, there is everything that we could yeah. ever desire. It says in the presence, there's fullness of joy and mm -hmm. pleasures evermore. Yes. So if you met me before I met Jesus, and you know, like by the time, even when I was 18 years old, I, my uh, my faculty in my college even called up my parents and said, this girl is chronically depressed. Like she needs help, you know, not mm. something is wrong with her like ah. she's able to get things done she's not thinking straight and it does not match uh you know her uh academic performance from the past but my mother just took it as it was and she was very worried but in a matter of time i you know i was just worshiping god and i would I remember I would go, you know, to maybe to some prayer meetings and then, you know, uh, the uh, prophets or the men of God, women of God would say, there's so much of joy in you. There's so much of joy in you. There's so much of joy in you. They would look at me, they'd be like, that's joy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I take that one. <laughs> go to Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, I would ask him these questions like, what is joy, Lord? You know, because I don't have friends. I don't have anything. You know, it's you I have right now. So he would fill my heart with joy and fill my heart with so much of happiness and laughter. And it would just 
it was it was going on like that mm. for some time yes so it was uh, driven the first thing that i had to be to be able to actually encounter jesus was to be completely naked before him i had to actually strip myself off of every assumption i had of god and i would just go to him my assumption of god was he's so high mm. and i'm not able to reach him but he actually showed me that he has come down mm. and to be with me and he enjoys my company hallelujah so that that was my first breakthrough i think and that that's something that the holy spirit himself taught me and you know showed me so yeah or some beautiful lovely could you tell me one closet experience that was very very remarkable that you had in your worship closet yes. experience yes um that you will that you will never forget yes that i will never forget i will never forget it mm, i was um yes i was in my room and uh, i there there are quite a few but i'll talk about this one thing that that, that i would that i can never forget i was in my room and i was praying and i was worshiping god and just singing a song to him and letting my heart out to him and at that point at that point i had a moment of questioning like lord and i i i took my phone out and i called up my prophetess friend i said you know i'm getting these questions in my mind something that happened to me in my childhood i you know why did it happen to me and you know questions like that and then she just she just told me this one thing just asked a lot just asked him ask him why but okay hang up i said fine i got the call and i just knelt down before the lord and i was like lord i did not have to say why i did not have to say why i just had to say lord at that point it was just the lord jesus appeared in front of me and i had no questions and he was there like you can have nothing to ask you i have nothing to ask you there's no more there's like nothing i don't think words can explain that experience mm. it was just as if i have no more questions in my life like jesus is for me okay now hallelujah hallelujah any questions it was a amazing amazing encounter with the lord jesus and after that i don't have this question that why did i go through what i went through as a child no matter what it was it just it just stood there in front of me and with all the love in his eyes like it was the best experience of my life thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord at this point could we pray for someone who haven't gotten that experience before we continue Yes, Rowan. Father God in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are a God who reveals yourself, Lord. 
Spirit of God who draws us in. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone, Lord, who is seeking you, Father God, who is seeking to know you, to meet you, to encounter you, Lord, and who has not had an experience of your love yet. Father, I pray that you reveal yourself to them, Father, because you want to do that. You love to do that, Father. You want your heart to be known by your children. I pray that, Lord, they would see you, they would experience you like never before, and they will live to talk about your goodness, Father. Thank you that you've drawn us near by the blood of Jesus, and that this word is true for everyone who believes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. There's, there's actually someone who's waiting for, um, at the time you were praying, there's someone who's waiting for a response from the Lord, and is just unbuckled is just open is just open receive it in the name of the lord jesus christ now sister rana i had an experience that uh, goes alongside with you know some of your intimate moments of worship i am from a singing family that even uh, we make fun um uh, like it's a sound of musical family and um, my father sold records. My mother, she's choir director. My sisters became choir director. I became choir director. And um, in the whole family, it's just like cockroach could sing in our home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds funny, but then it's just like cockroach could sing. It's like the mosquitoes could sing. Even when, wow. when, when the mosquitoes hum, it's like they'll hum in harmony, you know, like that. And so it looked, it looked like singing is our family last name. It feels that way. So uh, I went through hardship. And at the time in my life, I missed the Lord. That's a long story. The time in my life, I missed the Lord and make decisions based on the influence of my friends. As at that time in my life, I made the decision that I'm going to sell that gift to assist my mother with some financial support. I, I didn't have any certificate at that time. I was just a high school graduate and, and I wanted to help my mother. And so I figured out that if I go to uh, the night clubs and sing a song, they will shower money on me and I'll make some money and I'll support my mom. I didn't know that there's some boomerang. There is some other effect. You don't just go and sing and come out. I didn't know that many things will happen and people start introducing you to stuff, you know. So this was where my God-given ability was distracted to sing worldly songs. I started singing raps like, like um, Snoop Doggy Dog, Deadly, uh, um, um, Onyx, and some of them you wouldn't know about them, Warren G, Dr. Dre, um, all these old rappers. I started singing their songs and and we made, a, we made up a band. We became a little popular in the town. And also I broke away from the band and, and started up myself and stuff like that. Started up my own talk show. And all these things were just going on. Popularity was just rising. And then God spoke to me. When God spoke to me, my family as I got saved. Long story short, now I'm saved. When wow. I go to church, when I go to church, I'm not able to worship God. Listen very carefully. This, this, this is very important. And I want all those as well to listen very carefully. When I go to church, I'm not able to worship God because I had committed to a first master. 
what mm. God has given to me, I'd given to some other master, some borrowed fellow. Okay, of course, the devil is whom I'm talking about, the cruel master. And so when I go to church, now I'm saved, but the bondage is still with me in my salvation. I come to church, I'm so shy, I cannot dance. This was a guy who in shows would dance like, truly like hell, and sing like hell, and money will be poured out, girls will be screaming, guys will be shouting, all sort of things. Having a standing ovation for our performances, like all what may be. But when I come to the presence of God, now I'm saved. I come to the presence of God, I'm shy. That time I didn't know that it was sold out to a cruel master. My act of worship was sold out to a cruel master. I felt it's just that it's worldly. I do not want to do like that. I don't want to shake my body. I just want to serve God, you know, in one kind of seriousness. And don't forget, I told you about the hot chair Pentecostals. No earrings, no jewels and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I mingled with those people as well. They've got a beautiful doctrine of holiness, which every Christian should believe and stuff, though extremism is there. Okay, so I... I, I I could not worship the Lord freely until I saw on the newspaper one day a man of God, um, Dr. David Oyedipur, is the founder of the Living Faith Church, and he was dancing on the cover page of his church newsletter. He wore the African three-suit three attire. It, we call it Agbada, okay, three-suit attire, and he removed one of the one of the piece and was swinging it in the air. And this is a man who's close to 60 years at that time, swinging it in the air and dancing. When I saw that, my spirit longed to worship the Lord freely. And I whispered, Lord, I want to worship you. Help me to worship like this man. There was a fascinating prayer that was going on in our local church that time. I went to church, and while I was fasting, I didn't know that I had the Lord had appointed that day to release me from the cruel master who stole my worship. While I was there, something took over my legs, and I couldn't stand still. I was just moving, moving. Now shyness went back to where it came from, hell, of course. And my legs got so tired because it kept moving, keep moving and dancing towards the song, which, which was very unusual. When we dance, we dance with everything, our body, mm. head, you know, but then leg is just moving like some, <laughs> like Tom and Jerry, just, <laughs> just, just, just moving so fast. And so it's becoming weak, it's becoming weak, it's becoming weak. And then I fell because wow. it became too weak. I fell. Sitting down, I was dancing. I never saw that all my life. I never danced sitting down. I was dancing and worshiping the Lord. So from that fasting and prayer, I had a breakthrough and an encounter, released and redeemed the ministry of worship back into my hands by experience, supernatural experience. You see, many people out there, they may be in this place, Sister Rowana. They may be in this place where they look at you and they feel like she's too excited. She should be normal. She, she, she's too happy. But I know what it is. When I saw you, I saw your joy before I saw you. I saw the beauty of the light of God's before I saw you. I saw you. 
I saw your spiritual beauty before I saw your face. Okay. And, 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 and protect that, Rowana. Protect that. Every believer should protect that. See, I want you to share with someone right now who's thinking like some people overact in worship. Why are they shaking their body? What is looking so awkward? Blah, blah, blah. Could you help, Ro? Yes, sure. Okay, so we, can I start with the, describing what is intimacy? Okay. Please. So, yes, this is something my spiritual father broke down for all of us. Intimacy, if you break it down, it can be said as into me, you see. Okay, into me, you see. So when it comes to worshipping the Lord, self, like enjoying the presence of God is not, it's not even something that you should think about twice. So there is a scripture in the Bible, let all my members praise the Lord. Okay, I'm rephrasing it a little bit. But what could... <laughs> And even contextually, it may not be uh, theologically appropriately contextualized. But what I mean to say is that our body is actually made to respond in a certain way, right? When we are happy, automatically and scientifically, our body makes gestures like our hand moves, our face is like all bright and lit up. Yes, our body moves. And oh, let me just give you an example. Suppose suppose any one of us, we're eating a very yummy meal, right? Before you know what you're like, mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. you're just moving to the beach, <laughs> the, you know, the, the good food. Your body is just moving without your notice, without your knowledge. And these, this is just the way our body is made to respond. We respond by our action because our body is the only responder, right? It's the only way we can express ourselves. So when it comes to worshipping God, if we are not using our body to express ourselves, we are merely keeping it inside and that energy needs to be expended somewhere. So if not in worship, you may find yourself simply expanding it in some form of energy like eating more. Like some days you don't know, you just <laughs> feel hungry, you want to eat anything, you want to eat everything. Some days you're scrolling your phone like for three hours, you're not tired because you have energy. Left. Bro, you're just breaking, breaking out the truth. Come on, bring it on. Yes, bring it's it scrolling. On. Because you don't know what to do with that kind of energy. Some days you're sleeping, like 14 hours sleeping. Oh my sleeping. God. <laughs> because, <laughs> yes. Because when you sleep, your body is burning energy as well. So that's one method your body has found. So it's either sleeping, it's either scrolling, it's either eating, or then otherwise it's calling people or texting people because you want to express how much you love them when they don't need to know it. <laughs> so I love these young people. Bring it on, Rob. Bring it on. Come on. Bring it on. <laughs> so our body is not made to contain that much of a uh, form of energy. We are actually made to express it and our body is made to express every kind of energy, every kind of emotion. So our body is receptors. That's why we smile when we are happy. We cry when we are sad. But 
in presence of God is actually where we can let loose Thank and actually feel and experience that liberate that liberation. When it comes to the this generation we're looking at, suppose I'm talking about the Gen Zs. That's you know right now, the Gen Zs are very expressive, and they. They, they, they're very much into energies. We are very much into energies, but just able to find the right form. It's, you don't have to run away from everything you feel. You just need to find the right channel to express it. And that right channel is only in God. Because yes. when you go to the presence of God, at least in my experiences, because in my church, I was not, um, even me, I, I was not like expressive, no jumping. I'm too Oh, cool you to... weren't like that. You weren't like that. Can no. you tell me, be my guest? You weren't like that. No, no, I was not at all. Tell me it more. Not at all. You were shy type. Was definitely shy. I just thought, um, it's my back to be like, come on, express yourself, jump. I'm like, uh. Oh, I love and honor you, but I cannot jump. <laughs> yeah. So, are you so, talking about this Rohana or some other girl? Yeah, yeah there was the old Rohana. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. So my pastor tried all the ways possible, uh, but for me it was I'm a closet jumper. You see me jump in my room with Jesus mm. because I was. Healthy back then, so I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what a most hilarious way to put it! You were very healthy back then, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. So there comes a stereotype with it. You feel like if you're too much of a body weight, you cannot jump, you cannot exactly. dance. It's not true. It's not true. No matter because at a point in time, nobody really cares of how you look when you're in the presence of God. Yeah, when you go out. Those who are in the presence of God doesn't know if someone else is there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's just a matter of any way that energy is there, you are going to experience that love. But where are you going to express that energy? Where are you going to express that? So when we are expressing our energy to God through our bodies, it just becomes so beautiful because... Our, then we are one, like how we said, oneness. That expression to God is so beautiful. It's it's so wonderful because if we can, you know, dance the rhythm of good food, why not God, you know, God who made us and who loves to see us express ourselves. How did I break out of that? It took, it took some time and it took me to actually see the right kind of people. When I came... Oh, this is yeah. beautiful. Could you... Yeah. Say it again. Yes. How did I break out of that pattern of no matter what, I love the Lord and uh, he loved me back. I was very shy to, you know, be expressive in public. Mm. So how did I break out of that? I actually got to see the right kind of people. When I shifted over here, uh, when I met my spiritual father, when I shifted into this community, you know, we have... Uh, I think Indians have to learn something from the African community because say it again, say it again. <laughs> the Indians have to learn so much from the African community because Indians are timid and shy, and I move my body more than Nachunga, Gaunga. It's an Indian song. <laughs> song that most Indians are comfortable dancing to, but that also minimum. But when I came here, I saw. I saw my spiritual father 
enjoying in the presence of God. How, how, how was it for you when you saw him?
emotions go to knowledge and what true worship is is that knowledge of god because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him that's where truth is. comes in yes that's truth. the truth worshiping in truth in truth so at a point i had to stop relying on my emotions and stop relying on my reactions to god's presence one moment bro i just have to say this to you as a worship leader you you you're also a worship leader in tm if i am not wrong that's right good that's now now naturally when we go out for shows when we go out as a band and all that we have a solid rehearsals and we warm up sometimes and when we have something like a tour which means that we have multiple shows okay we don't really have time to warm up it's just like automated it's just we just bring it on live when it comes to the lord it's completely different when it comes to the lord your singing abilities talent and all that is second place exactly. it's not first place so so i want you to speak my daughters they'll be listening to you now okay and and many others many others okay like i said everything in our home could sing okay we 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 were we were we were born to worship him all right so they're listening to you now i want you to encourage them and others how to spark up the spirit within when you start to worship because not all the time you feel not all the time because you told i have learned to rely on my knowledge you said that i want you to tell them how it is because sometimes some of this worship leaders go with a very low key and then somewhere along the line <laughs> i think the spirit moves them and then they pick up and then they get it they align themselves to the right key could you help someone out there bro yes sure um so when it comes to worshiping uh, as a leader as a worship leader is something that um i've been taught as well is that you do not start worship at that minute it has to be something that you're building consciousness towards so at the point of ministration yes your voice and your skill is glorifying the lord that that's not a doubt right but the question is is my heart in the right place at that point that is the thought in my heart going to be making my father's heart happy so if my thoughts are revolving around things like ah the keyboardist is just messing it up this time <laughs> you know oh my gosh i should have drank some hot water before coming <laughs> you know it just you know this key was fine yesterday today it seems like a whirlwind in here so thoughts like this is very common but a form of preparation like anything can happen at the point in time when you're ministering to god maybe the key might go off the mic may not work your voice may not sound good enough for some reason but at the point in time what is your heart heart is father i welcome you lord i've literally come to the end of myself i i want to worship you and i want a beautiful oh, yeah. friend to ascend from here 
so not being take care of the things you can take care of before that point mm. in time set the things in place and the preparation for that is already done when you know you've done your best to prepare for these things and you're coming into the presence of god at that point our responsibilities cease once you're ministering the responsibilities are like i don't have it anymore that's not my responsibility my only sole um uh, duty or my being is just to worship god at this point even my spiritual dad says when i'm worshiping i cannot even think of my own kids i cannot even think of my own wife so being in a position of a minister at that point our thoughts can cease it can cease i'm not the leader anymore lord you are in this place you are god take complete control can i ask you a question bro yes please have you ever opened your eyes during or after worship worship session and you felt like oh you felt like where you were when you shut your eyes and when you open your eyes they don't match yes as quite discouraging at the way because <laughs> you feel if you feel like wow we've all ascended but it's just you <laughs> 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 and then and then you open your eyes then yeah so at that point at that point uh, that point it's essential to understand it's not to get lost as a personal ministration you cannot get lost but you are sort of taking everyone with you so at a point in time when you can sense the atmosphere maybe something about the songs not hitting the person right so we can just follow the holy spirit at that point and maybe the holy spirit is leading us to just sing one verse for example for example you know um shepherd of my soul you know it just be shepherd of my soul will be my guide on repeat maybe 15 times you don't feel it maybe you don't you may not feel it but you see you can actually sense the atmosphere discern the atmosphere and see that somebody is actually feeling a breakthrough at that point just because of yielding to the holy spirit what about those who just come up with a set of songs seven songs i'm going to be singing seven songs on sunday uh three praise uh four worship uh blah 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 and they come like this praise the lord let us worship song 1 jesus is lord song 2 jesus loves you song 3 jesus died on the cross song praise song 4 i lift you up jesus praise song 5 you are my awesome healer praise you know and just and then the last song i worship you this time time thank you for the worship and go and sit down what do you have to say so i <laughs> see the scope of god to move in that is not reduced the, it's paran 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 scope for god to move in that form of a routine is not reduced god can make himself known even in a very strict structure because i came from that form of structure and i experienced god so many times because of my heart and my hunger for god right but people are not able to go in right people are not able to flow in because it's just yeah. you know 1 2 3 4 5 7 yes so there should be a form of sensitivity for a worship leader okay this is what i want you to say say to the younger ones say to the <laughs> ones who are in that position yeah so being a worship leader set you know sticking to your song list is um something that 
<laughs> Pastors you know, also do sticking to the notes. Yes. <laughs> sticking to your song. See, there is an excellence when it comes to preparation. There is definitely an excellence to preparation. But now when you are up there, when you're ministering and you are sort of helping people ascend, at that point in time, just you know you have a layout. So God knows you are prepared. At the same time, follow the Holy Spirit. You don't have to finish your worship set. But you need to be able to minister to the people. That is the task God has assigned to you as a worship leader. That you need to be able to allow the people to experience God. And if you are not in that, if I am not in that, it just doesn't work. And now the person is looking for more worship experiences or the pastor has to strive to get the crowd into that. <laughs> you know, after having a worship team, it happens so much happens all the time okay so, one last one row i mean uh if you're fine with it one last one you fine with it okay. i'm fine i'm fine with it what has been the most terrible worship you felt you've learned you you have learned from most terrible worship you have led you felt you learned from yes most terrible uh, I've had so many instances. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm I'm listening, Roa. Be honest, because uh, because I I'm still learning, and uh, it's just like um, coming with a negative mindset already. That that is then just everything is ruined. Just don't even try. It's what my dad says. Is it's more honorable. My spiritual father says it's more honorable to say I'm going to sort of wait, you know, and sort of get myself right rather than you know messing up everybody else's experience as well. <laughs> so first thing is, anytime I've gone with a negative mindset, it's a dishonor to God. So obviously, it's not going to you know be wonderful for anybody. Uh, at all right the other the other time is even if I, I i am you know going with a positive or with you know going prepared going in prayer at a point in time i feel like oh i i can sing a song which i want to sing just because i want to sing it <laughs> not because you know uh, i'm led to sing it not because i prepared for it but i just feel like that in my emotions and there's a pushing urge how do we know if it's a spirit of god if it's our emotions and emotions we may get something out of it mm. maybe wow i sound great in this song why don't i sing it wow you know i remember last time the crowd reacted like this to the song so why don't i sing this song but you just notice that you ruin the flow of the holy spirit at that point the minute you made that mistake but god is so merciful at that point just because you know you you can think as well. You're not only singing, right? You can think as well. At that point, you cannot repent, 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 go back, Father, which is how you want me to sing. Yourself, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you know. So it's just that yieldedness, you know, to God that helps. Amen, amen. Finally, amen. this has to be the final. What is your advice? And in in a short form first thing is to have the most effective worship is to never forget where god brought us from never forget like that's what my dad told us the most genuine form of worship is when you can remember 
where God brought you out of and can actually render thanksgiving to God in that form, in that state. It's so pure and so genuine. And the words of Jesus says, those who are pure in heart will see God. So as soon as you're pure in your heart and every time before, you know, we worship, before we, as leaders, you want to minister, you want to, you know, sing a song or two, just emptying yourself, emptying ourselves goes a long way. Yes, last time was a power-packed worship experience, but that's not on me, you know, because try it. You know, we are going to fail miserably. And if, the worst part about being a worship leader is that you put yourself and others in jeopardy. So that's why it's so important to be so connected at all times. Otherwise, everybody else's worship experiences are at, you know, stake. You can go back into your room and worship, no problem. But what about everybody else? So that remembering that we are not only serving God at that point, we're serving his people who are so desperate so desperate for someone to sing and you know for them to ascend so knowing that and being so conscious that it's not for me at this point god i love god i love people i'm serving god and i'm serving people so remembering where god has brought us from and allowing the holy spirit to lead amen amen thank you so much for your time sister rowana just so Amazing to have you in the podcast. We're so excited each time to have you or any one of your wonderful, beautiful team members from TM. You know, we just, we're just excited. Thank you so much for your time and, and for learning all these beautiful things from your spiritual father. Yes. Thank you so much, Pastor Edmonds, for this opportunity. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. We can't wait to have you back again in the studio. God bless you, Sister Rana. Amen.